Welcome, and thanks for checking out this podcast from First International Christian Fellowship. The following message you are about to hear was carefully crafted with you in mind. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope that this message speaks to you as it did to us. Now here's Pastor Joe Salcido delivering this week's sermon. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for Brother Jonathan and Sister Aaron, Lord, for serving uh, you there in the Middle East, Lord God. Thank you for the privilege of uh, being in fellowship with them. And we thank you for the military men, Lord God, that uh, you've um, included in our body, Lord. I pray for the Brother Sam and Brother Richard, who has both served, and Brother Romel and uh, Brother Elroy, Lord. We pray for them and their families. And right now, Lord God, as we come into your presence once again, as we try to learn more about you, Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to give all of us the wisdom, the clar- clarity of your message, Lord God. Just use me, Lord God, as your mouthpiece. Give me the wisdom, Lord, to know what to say and what not to say. And Father, forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Let nothing about us hinder us, Lord, from learning you and hearing you tonight. And Lord, we pray for that soul that have not surrendered your, their lives to you. I pray that this will be the evening that they will. And I pray for conviction for your people, Lord God, and restoration for broken relationships. We Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I title of our message tonight is Adopted. Adopted. You know, they said that uh, if your siblings don't joke around with you and they don't say that you're adopted, the reason is probably you probably are adopted because it's a mean joke. Right? But real siblings, we always say, me and Jamie and, and my brother JP, we always call each other, oh, because you're adopted. But we're not. We know we belong to each other. But we do have a sister who was, uh, uh, she visited us one time here. Her name's Krisha. And she was adopted um, in our family. But we treated her as if she was one of us. She got disciplined as if she was one of us. Less than than I got disciplined. But still, still, she still got disciplined. You know, in America, or the whole world, there's an estimated 153 million children orphans worldwide, as by UNICEF. Children, has, they have no choice. They get abandoned by their parents. That's supposedly, uh, or, or donors is what we call them now, right? Supposedly, act of love. Now, they abandoned 153 million children. The child labor worldwide 
there's an estimate of 168 million child laborers, accounting for almost 11% of children. The education of these children, 263 children and youth are out of school. An estimated 61 million children of primary school ages out of school, 53% of them are girls. In the health part, there are 69 million children worldwide who suffer from malnutrition. In 2017, 75% of all wasted children live in less developed regions. Nearly half of all deaths in children under 5 are attributed to undernutrition. These translates into unnecessary loss of about 3 million young lives a year. 66 million primary school aged children attend classes hungry across the developing world with 23 million in Africa alone. In 2017, there were about 15,000 deaths every day of children under the age of five. You know, in, in 2015, over 670,000 children spent time in foster care. There are about 1.5 million adopted children in the U.S. Nearly 100 million Americans have adoption in their immediate family. In the U.S., 428,000 are in foster care. 128,000 of these children are adopted each year. More than 60% of children in foster care spend two to five years before being adopted. Some never get adopted. Now, I gave you numbers and details, and, 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 and um, the, these, why am I giving you this information? It's a sad world. we agree? Okay, maybe not. What if some? Yeah, it is a sad world. The children, it wasn't their choice to come into this world. Do we agree? It wasn't their, but because of sin, because of sin, because of sinful men and women, because of the brokenness of this world, we are selfish and we do certain things and then we just neglect. One of the people or one of the, the, the groups that get affected by this selfishness and sin are children. Now, I titled our message Adopted because us believers, we were adopted to the family of, of God through Jesus. Do we agree? And all the evil Things that we experienced or we went through or we did, despite all of that, God chose us to be a part of his family. Amen? Through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, just like the military men and women, they, choose to, they chose to serve and put their lives on the line so that some of us or many of us here can enjoy our freedom. Sadly, as with the adopted children in these family, once they get adopted, and us, once we experience the freedom, we use it for a different cause. The adopted children here, imagine people, the children who get adopted, and then all of a sudden they become what? They become the problems of the parents that adopted them. Instead of cherishing that, that love that they finally got and received from the parents, 
They just neglect it and in their actions show that they could care less of whatever sacrifice was made. Same with our country. We celebrate Veterans Day, we celebrate Memorial Day, but then we neglect it or we just show everybody that we could care less about it because of our actions. We waste it. We waste our freedom on certain things. We even to a point that we disrespect the people who serve and the country that they serve, that we live in. So adopted is, is what I chose to use tonight because as I was reading these verses, I got stuck to that word, the heir and the son and the adoption. Because if we reflect, if we reflect on, on who we are, if we truly look at ourselves and, and look in the mirror and be honest, and you're, you have to come to that conclusion where there's nothing special about you. For the God of the universe to have chosen you and chose you to be adopted to the family of God. So it's very striking for me. So let's, let's, ex let's see what we can... Uh, I'll show you what I, what I saw, I guess. First part, part, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. What I want us to focus on here is this part. When, Jesus, when God appointed by the Father, when God chose us, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Again, we see here of God's sovereignty. And we see here the doctrine of election, right? Where God has chosen all of us. He knew, he knew right away who will choose him and not choose him. And just like here, when Paul uses the, the example here, because it's in, in, in Rome, they do a lot of this. The, the children, before they're at the right age, um, they are given the guardians or the slaves of the parents to take care of them, to show them the way. And that is what the Ten Commandments or the law was for the people of, the, of, of God. The Ten Commandments or the commandments or the law is the guardian, was the guardian for God's people at the time. And until God decided to bring the truth, to bring Jesus the time appointed by the Father, just like with the will. In, in, in this example is the Father will say, okay, by the time my son hits 18, he will no longer need you, speaking to the guardian. Because now he is the rightful owner of my estate. Now he can make decisions, hopefully, that he has learned from the guardian. But in regards to us, when Paul wrote this, Repeating it to the Galatian church, again, showing them that, listen, you guys going back to legalism, you guys observing certain days to worship and, and things to eat or things to do with your body, that's wrong. He's telling him, them, again, that it's not the way 
to save them. It was Jesus and through Jesus alone. And let's continue. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. The law was the guardian before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. And this is my, my supporting verse here. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. If you're always on your Facebook or your social media, and you're not really feeding yourself with the word of the Lord, guess what's out there? It's the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world. You will see and hear and read about uh, quotes from Lao Tzu, right? Uh, the beginning of, 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 of uh, every journey begins with one step. Wow, so profound, <laughs> right? right? It's, it's true, right? It's one step at a time. And if you neglect yourself and just engage and indulge yourself with the wisdom of the world and nothing more, guess what it'll tell you? It'll tell you that just be a good person and you'll make it to heaven. Listen, Christians, your faith is not the right thing only. It can't be like that. That's what they're going to say. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to cower. Because you're outnumbered, right? It seems like everybody else in this pluralistic world is okay to be heard except us. Though they say that, hey, everybody's ex accepted, we can just, everybody can have their own faith, you know? But then once you say, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian, okay, you're a Christian. And how, what do you believe in? Oh, I believe in Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the fire except... Oh, oh, no, 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 that's not right. You can't say that. You can't say that. Because everybody's accepted. It's whoever you believe in, so long as you're a good person. That's the wisdom of the world. Right? And, and Paul warned the Christians, in the Colossians... And he also warns the Galatian church again when they were going back to legalism, certain practice. The phrase spiritual principles of this world, just like it was in verse 3, comes from a Greek word that signifies a row or list of items. The word was also used of the letters of the alphabet. The law treats people as infants, telling them what to eat, what to wear, and where to go. Such legalism produces spiritual immaturity and leaves God's children in bondage. Do you really need to know what to do and what not to do? The answer is yes. Sometimes for most of us, up to now, we still need to know what we need to do. It doesn't matter what your age is. Age is really just a number because it doesn't come with wisdom. But in regards to attaining heaven, in regards to eternal life, there is no list. There is nothing that we have to do to earn heaven. 
the believers in this room, we know that it was because we accepted Christ as our Lord. Correct? Through faith, we tackled this last week. Through faith alone, through Christ alone, through grace alone. And if you will not really study on this and pray about this, a lot of the world, the worldly wisdom will sway you. And maybe because your faith is weak or your, your foundation is weak, you will tend to believe it, which will be the saddest thing. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. God gave us the out for our stupidity. Amen? God provided the way out. It was God sent His Son. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whomever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Isn't that amazing? I think because, I, I know I spoke about familiarity last week. I think because we know this, we've been a Christian for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, 5 months, we take it for granted because life all of a sudden sucks us in. Right? We're only, the saddest thing is if we're only believers between the, within these walls. And once we step out of this, those, those, those doors, we're MIA, right? We're onward Christian soldiers here for the hymn part, the hymnal part, until I'm done at 8 o'clock for two hours. And then we walk out there, we're just missing an action. Right? There's, there's so much to do for us. There's so, not to do to gain heaven, but there's so much responsibility for us believers. Do we agree? Amen. I hope our, 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 when, when God sent His Son, it was to rescue you and I. To be that we might receive adoption to sonship. Inampun. Right? That's the Tagalog of adoption. Ampun. Adopted. We were taken. You know, I, I want to try this. I always get... I, I almost always fear to do this now, but, um, you know, I'm saved by grace, so I'm going to make mistakes here. <laughs> the Greek word for heir, tagapagmana, right? The Greek word is kleranamos. <sighs> Sounds right. Kleranamos. Kleranamos. Nobody would know. You guys won't know if I said it wrong. <laughs> It means one who receives by lot an heir in messianic usage. One who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. One who has acquired or obtained the portion allotted to him. It is a noun. It is a person who inherits or has the right to inherit the property or inheritance from his parents or their parents. It is, by law, it is a person who inherits all the property of a deceased person as by descent, relationship, will, or legal process. That's an heir. And then the, 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 
word for adopted is waitesia. Uh, <laughs> the, the relationship which God was pleased to establish between himself and the Israelites in preference to all other nations. The nature and condition of true disciples. If you are a true disciple, you were adopted to the family of God. Who, who by receiving the Spirit of God into their souls became sons of God. Those are the words. I'm, I'm just using other words just to give it more importance to you because you always hear it, so you just brush it off. But it really is a big deal. Being adopted to the family of God meant that Christ, right? Christ died on the cross for our sins. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. And I think, I think because if, if none of us here are adopted, or if you are adopted, then you know what it feels to be the, the number one feeling. I, I was just trying to think about it. To, be, to, to think about you were not wanted by your real parents. right? To be abandoned. Doesn't that hurt? I think even us, even if we have our real parents with us, sometimes we still feel unwanted. Do we agree? <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say, okay, okay, maybe you guys can relate to this. Even if you're married, <laughs> sometimes you feel unwanted, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. It doesn't happen here. <laughs> We're all wanted. No, but the feeling of not being wanted, being abandoned, to always searching, who am I? Who are my real parents? Why did they leave me? You know, us believers, we were lost. And God the Father was the one that sent His Son so that we can be in a relationship with Him. Isn't that mind-boggling for you? For me, it is. <laughs> because I have human relationships that could care less about me. You know, that's, that's, that's just the truth. There are human, our human relationships that we think they should be giving us attention, full attention and all love. They don't give it. They don't give it. But the God of the universe made a way so that we can be a part of his family. I have a video here when it's ready. We're going to watch it. And hopefully, hopefully, it will give us the idea of the sonship we receive the importance of receiving the adoption to the sonship of God. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Many of us, we don't know how that girl felt. Maybe all of us here. But we don't need to feel what she felt. I want you guys to zero in and focus on the gift that God has given us. Because without Him adopting us to, the, to, his, to his family, we will be forever lost in this world. She, the girl, she could have easily fallen into the statistics of one of the children that would have not been adopted. And forever be an orphan. Do we agree? But she was chosen by those parents 
foster parents to finally make the decision to make her a part of their family. Now, legally, when that happens, now she can be covered under their insurance policies, correct? She can enjoy whatever, when they buy something at the grocery, the, she enjoys it too, right? Hopefully. <laughs> There's no, oh, oh, that's not yours. Your name's not on that pizza pie. You're included. All the benefits, all the fringe benefits. When they go to Disney, you go to Disney. When they take a family picture for Christmas, guess who's in that picture? She's in there too, right? It's the same with us, believers. Our Father, we forget who our God, our Father is in heaven. Our Father owns everything. Amen? Some of you are still depressed because you guys did not get that lottery ticket, that winning ticket. You feel like your prayers weren't answered. But I tell you, your prayers were answered. It was no. <laughs> this is God. Nice try, Joe. <laughs> Bringing the prayer warriors together with you, not going to work. <laughs> right? We forget. We forget the importance of being part of God's family. We forgot the sac we forget the sacrifice that Jesus did because we've been a Christian forever. I know we're, we know we're saved by grace, but it's time for God to give me something else. It's time for God to give me that promotion now. It's time for God to give me that spouse now. It's time for God to change my husband. It's time for God to change my wife. I get it. I'm saved by grace. But everything else about my life needs to move now, Lord. Saved by grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. You are part of his family. Yeah, I know. But he's not giving me the car that I want. We're, we're make, we, we forgot that importance. We don't cry as the guy, girl cries, uh, cried earlier. It doesn't touch us anymore the way it did before when we first made that decision when we realized that my goodness I belong to God's family now that's all I needed to do Lord was to receive you as my Lord and all my stupid things my evil things are forgiven you mean to say Lord I don't need to walk or kneel down and climb up those stairs and pay a certain fee? You mean it's guaranteed? And you cried when you realized all these things, right? You cried and you were forever grateful. But now we forget. Something else is more important. What really is more important? What has happened in our life, or what is really important in our life, too important in life, that we neglect or we just reject? The importance of grace in our lives. The fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. What happened there? Why is it not important anymore? Let's continue. Romans 8.15 We are adopted in God, God's family. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as, as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. 
we get to call God the Father, Father. Amen? Adoption was common among the Greeks and Romans who granted the adopted son of all privileges of a natural son, including inheritance rights. Christians are adopted sons by grace. Christ, however, is God's son by nature. Abba, Father, is an expression or expressive one, especially close relationship to God. That's just the truth. We, when you call God the Father as Father, it's real. It's just not a Christianese word that you can add to your prayer when you're filling in the blanks. Right? When you have nothing to say when you're praying out loud. God, Father, Father God, Abba, Father. You're just filling in the blank because you can't find anything. But when you call him as your father, because you belong to him. You belong to him and he responds to you and he comes to you. He rescues you. He can rescue you. He can heal you. He has healed you. We forget. We forget these things. We forget the truth because everything else becomes more important because the world is so good in making everything else more important. Yeah, God the Father is your father, but you don't have money. So you're like, you're right. I need to work two jobs. Miss church. Church is legalism anyway. It's so legalistic. I'm saved by grace anyway. I need to spend more time in making money because I don't have money. Money is more important. And then, no, 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 no. Okay, you can continue to do that. But then your children, everything else becomes more important. All these things, all these good things that the world will tell us is good, I don't disagree. It is good. But as we know of God, everything else or anyone else that we put in front of him, before him, is our idol. And God said, love me above anyone else or everyone else. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Galatians 4, 6. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. When we receive Christ, his spirit takes up residence in the core of our being. Giving us an internal power that we've never had before. And transforming our hearts from hateful and rebellious to loving and obedient. So we don't want that. You know, when you become a believer of Christ and you claim to be a believer of Christ, everything about God you must be good with. Not just parts of God. Everything about Christianity must be with us. We must want it. Not just certain things. Everything about Christ 
Because, yes, we have become a part of His family. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of the Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. Right? And here, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Romans 5, 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Believer, you have the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity dwells in you. Dwells in you. The reason why our, 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 the whole Christianity nowadays is so weak because we, I believe this is that one part that we're missing. This one part. We don't know or we know of it, but we don't rely on the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. We are too smart for our own good. We are too strong for our own good. Because we can do it. Right? Until challenges come and then mounts on us. I went through this and I thought I was doing the right thing. But as pressure kept mounting, mounting, and I was doing it on my own strength. And then I got burned out. I forgot to rely on the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. How are you to beat temptation that the enemy has planned day in and day out for you? How are you to beat that temptation? Without you relying on the Holy Spirit. How can you be connected to the Holy Spirit if you are not going down on your knees praying to Him? Connecting to God the Father through prayer. You know, they said if you can't stand your challenges, it's about time you get down on your knees. We say, we say, yes, I believe in God. I believe I accepted Jesus as my Lord. The Holy Spirit dwells in me, but then we live a defeated life. Our marriages are failing. Our children are failing. Our lives are failing. Because what? We're so much more part of the world than we are relying on the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. What do I mean? You rely on the wisdom of the world more than you trying to find out, what does God say about this? Whatever situation it is. We live our lives, selfish lives, on and off, over and over again. But we claim that we're believers and then we wonder, I don't know why my life is so stale with the Lord. But then you barely spend time with Him. But yet you come, you have the audacity to even ask that question. Proverbs 4.23 reads, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Our heart is full of what? Anger, murder, right? That's what Jesus said. Out of everything, the heart is the most deceitful. For from what comes of it is, adult, is adultery, murder, rage, everything else. All the sins in there. But then if you accepted Christ as your Lord, the Holy Spirit now comes in you. But then without you reading the word, the power, the inspired word of God, where are you supposed to draw? Where is the Holy Spirit going to draw if you are not spending time with him? 
it is part of your, it is your responsibility to get to know who the, that Lord that you surrendered your life to is. But what are we doing? So the question is for the believer who knows now that you were adopted to the sonship of, of, of God. You, now you belong to the family of God. The question should be, so now what? Romans 8.2 And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Let me repeat that. And because you belong to him, to him, to Christ, right? The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. That's in Romans 8.2. So if you are sitting there and you're saying, well, I can't defeat this struggle that I have, this sin that constantly just traps me and I constantly fall in it or to it, you know, you're just believing a lie because you're already freed. You're still walking as if you got, you know, the chain and balls and chain, walking around with it. But you've been freed. And the power of the Holy Spirit is the one that has let you go. It's time to actually access that and tap into it. Romans 8, 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. See, basically, if you said that you accepted Christ as your Lord, then the Holy Spirit immediately enters your, 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 your being. It enters your being. And now the Holy Spirit dwells in you. It says here, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. So if, so what are we to say here with the struggles that we're going through? Well, I don't know, Pastor Joe. I'm still so, I, I'm still so greedy. Without you saying that, of course. <laughs> I still want more money. I still want that big vacation. I want that spouse that's married to my friend. <laughs> Right? We're, 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 you have this, this thing that you're still falling into. You're going back to your sinful nature and you think you're stuck in your sinful nature. That you forgot you're a new creation. That you're just, because of the movies that you're watching, because of the people that you're still hanging out with, the, the literature that you're reading, it's not what God wants you to read. Honestly, how many of us Truly take time, a lot of time, eight hours in the Bible. But many of us make eight hours to work and barely 15 minutes in the Word. We barely make it to church, which is once a week, three hours on a Sunday, on a long Sunday, very long Sunday. One hour on a Sunday, we barely make it. Well, we've worked six days a week, times eight, times ten. And then we wonder, I don't know why my life, Christian life, is so stale. Well, do you really want it to improve? 
Now, if your answer is yes, I want my relationship with the Lord to improve. I want to not live a defeated life anymore, Joe. That's what I want. I'm struggling. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And there's power. The Holy Spirit is powerful. And He dwells in you. You are being, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a new creation. Stop believing the lie anymore. That was the old you. You really don't want to sin against God. You really want to move forward and improve. Or here. Actually, I finished that verse. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, here. So we know the now what, now we have to know why. Here, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. And now you Gentiles also have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. That's us, right, Gentiles? That is us. And us, because we believed in the good news and we are saved. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance. God's guarantee. The Holy Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. Now, is God true to his promises? And your answer to that question dictates the direction in your life. If you don't believe that God is true to his promises, that's your first problem. Because he is. God is true to his promises. He promised long ago. He promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. You are worth a lot to God. Amen? Amen. No matter how failed, many failed human relationships that you have and have experienced, no matter how many heartbreaks or heartaches that you go through, one thing is true if you're a believer of God. You mean a lot to Him. Amen? So it's about time you start believing that and start living that. Stop thinking that you nobody wants you. Because God wanted all of you to a point that He gave His Son. He wanted you for eternity. Isn't that refreshing? That's amazing for me. Because... Look at, remember, the, the, the orphans. The girl that was adopted. For a long time, she believed and she experienced that nobody wanted her. Until that moment that somebody was willing to adopt her and make her a part of their family. That realization for us believers must be real. As that girl started crying when she found out she was being adopted. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we could, so we would praise and glorify Him. Oh my goodness, did I read that right? What's your version? He did this so we would praise and glorify Him. I thought it was supposed to be so I could be rich. 
so I could be blessed, so I could be healthy, so I could have a, 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 a loving wife, a loving husband, an obedient children, obedient children. What what is this? What what is this? So we would praise and glorify him. What does that mean? It was it was for him. It was for his for his pleasure. We are his pleasure. <laughs> I don't know if, if 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 that's sinking in. You alone is God's pleasure. Your praise means a lot to him. My goodness, isn't that I take pleasure. Let me give you one of my 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 own pleasures. My secret. It's not gonna be secret anymore, but <laughs> I find pleasure in watching my children sleep. Weird, huh? But I do. Like I wait, that's why I keep telling, go to sleep, go to sleep, so I can just get my high right away. But some of them, some, sometimes I fall asleep for, sooner than they do. But I get up and I look at them. And when I see them so peaceful and the lawns are getting bigger and bigger, Gianna too, I'm like, my goodness, they are mine. I haven't killed them yet. <laughs> Praise God. I could barely take care of myself before. I've actually raised two children here. And I take pleasure in that, just watching them, you know, with their own nice way to sleep. You know how they sleep like that? I take pleasure in that. And you know what? We are God's pleasure. Because he sees Jesus in us. Amen? He doesn't see the flawed us. He sees Jesus in us. That's why he takes pleasure in us. Amen? So if you have failed this week or many weeks, repent from your sins. Ask for forgiveness and focus on the fact that God takes pleasure in you because he sees Christ in you. Amen? Because Christ did it all. When Christ said on the cross, when he said these, these words, it is finished, he meant it. And he was real. Amen? Amen. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So knowing who you are, how many times you fail day in and day out, but yet God of the universe, God the Father, still loves you and takes pleasure in you. We sh that should be a call for us to praise and worship Him. Amen? Amen. You are not a slave, but you are an heir. Right? You are an heir. You tagapagmanaka. You're not a slave. You're not an, a leaping. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. An heir to what? An heir to everything. Oh, an heir to everything. So I own Reno. <laughs> an heir to everything that God wants for you to have. Amen? All these things, that's why when somebody tells me, Pastor, just pray for me that I hit the lottery so I can buy the church a building. <laughs> I just laugh. 
Because God automatically, God knows, owns everything. Amen? And, and who is, how, does, how do we feel God here? Through the body. And we are the body. Amen? You are His hands and feet, His eyes. We are the body. When we say God bless you to somebody who can we actually help, but then we just said, well, God bless you, but we didn't help them, and we were capable to do it, we just failed. Because if we, if we are capable with the permission of God to help that person, we should. Amen? I said with the permission of God because you need discernment. You need wisdom. Not every homeless pe person that comes into this church I'm okay to give money to. Actually, my, my first prayer is like, Lord, give me wisdom. And then my first thing is, what's he up to? Lord, give me wisdom. What's he up to? Some Sometimes I would. Sometimes I don't. With the permission of the Holy Spirit. We need, if you are truly connected with God, you know when it's good and when it's not to do these things. And you're not losing your salvation if you don't give. Because you don't earn your salvation because you give to the poor. You were saved because by Christ, by faith, and grace. Not by the works that we do. But still, when God said, if any of you, you have blessed me when you help these people. When did we give you, when did we see you hungry, Lord? When did we see you thirsty, Lord? Whenever you help these least of one, least ones, right? So there, we have to be aware that there, since we are no longer a slave but God's child, God has made us an heir of everything that He owns. Amen. Although a human father cannot give his own nature. An adopted child, God can. Do we agree? The Holy Spirit, whom God places within us at the moment of salvation, confirms us as God's children and steers us to cry, Abba, Father. This term, that Abba, Father, is only found two times. That's one, one in Mark 14, 36, when Jesus was crying, you know, the, the blood, the, the tears of blood. When he said, if everything is possible for you, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet not your will. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. His first line there was, Abba, Father. It's Mark 14, 36. And the other one was Romans 8, 15, when we read earlier. And it means, Abba, Father means dearest Father. It is the Bible's greatest argument against legalism when we get to call Abba Father. When a person is saved, the law moves to the side and love moves to the center. The believer is no longer enslaved to the harsh master of sin, but becomes a mature son or daughter of God. Because now you are actually going to do good things, not to be saved, but because out of your love for God, out of the love that God has given you, it overflows through you. And that's why you're doing these things. 
That's why the change is happening. The law moves to the side, love moves to the center. This shift in a person's nature from slave to son with full rights or heir of God is immediate. You don't have to do certain things or be a Christian for five years and then, you know, do. it's immediate. Although believers often do not understand it until later in their experience. Please turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 reads, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. If this is true, if this is true with our human life, right? There are certain things that you don't do anymore, correct? When, you were, when we were children, we love, I love running in the rain and playing in the rain. I, I don't do that anymore. I actually don't play anymore, <laughs> you know. It, but certain things you grow, you grow out of, correct? It's the same with our spiritual life. There are certain things that you should grow out of, amen. There are certain things that you should grow out of. I know some of us we have a hard time growing up, right? Some of us we get stuck with those. Yeah, I remember the first time it came out. That, well, I had one, Atari, the Atari. The computer game? Atari 1600. Pong was the game. And then Pac-Man. Oh boy, well, I, was, I was on that for many hours. But then when I got older, as I get older, I'm like, this is a waste of time. Some of you, you haven't grown out of that. You're still stuck in those games. And then you wonder, well, I don't know why I wasn't productive this week. I don't know why my project's behind. I don't know why I didn't do my homework. Now I'm going to have to miss church because I didn't do my homework. Well, because you haven't grown out of those stupid things. <laughs> I'll call it stupid because everything that we did when we were younger, we're stupid. Right? Okay, just me. But in this spiritual life, we grow out of it too. There are many things that we grow out of because we have to mature. Romans 13.10 Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. You see, that's the shift. That's the shift from law being the slave driver of the people and then Christ came Love became the motivator. Love became the motivator. Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills requirements of God's law. Matthew 22, 37, 40. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Love, right? Love God. Verse 39. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law 
and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So it's not legalism when you want to live a holy life for the Lord because you love Him. It's not legalism. It's legalism when we say you have to be good so you can earn heaven. That's legalism. You're not being good so now you lost your Christianity. That's legalism. Christianity is different. It's a relationship. You know, you just, you just disappointed the Lord right now. I'm pretty sure he's not pleased with you on what you did if you, fought, if you fell, right? Best thing is to repent, confess your sins and repent from that sin. God loves you still. But live a holy life. Because people are watching you so that you don't lose your testimony. That's not legalism. Live your life glorifying God. Live your life to please Him. That should be your goal. That should be every believer's goal. Is to live a life holy and pleasing to God. If you have your Bibles on, on 1 Corinthians, please go to 2 Corinthians 5, 14-17 as we close. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 17. And I'm going to read this as our closing. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. A new life has begun. Amen? Can you say that you want to live a holy and pleasing life for Him? Do you really want that? Is that really in your heart of hearts? Is that your biggest regret that you haven't been doing it? You know what? Today's another day. God is waiting for us. Every time we, we, we fall, He's right next to us. He's waiting for us at the finish line. He's actually going to take us to the finish line. So don't give up. But be aware that if, you're still haven't, if you still haven't given up your old ways and you, claim your, and you claim Jesus as your Lord, I pray. My prayer is, it will end tonight. That you will surrender everything to Him and lift it up to Him. Yes, we are saved by grace, through Christ, by faith, alone. It is not by works. But our walk, our God wants. Our life, our God wants. Please join me in a word of prayer. 
Father, I thank you for your message tonight. I thank you for your people, Lord God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit in them, Lord God, will be the one to clear the message for them. You know, if there are things that weren't clear, Lord God, I pray that you reveal it to them through their own reading, through their prayer. And Lord, I pray for that soul that, that, that my brother or my sister has been struggling with a certain sin, a certain relationship that they can't give up. Father, I pray that you will help them, empower them, Lord God. That they will realize that the Holy Spirit now dwells in them. That they can ask the Holy Spirit to give them the power to move themselves from sin to love with you. Forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we fail you. Lord, we ask for your wisdom. We ask, Lord, I pray for desire for all of us to have that desire to continue to grow in our relationship with you. Give us that desire, Lord. Give us that will. Help us, Lord God, to act it out, Lord, and actually just really spend more time with you in prayer and in reading and in fellowship. Father, I pray for healing for those who are sick. I pray for restoration for the broken relationships, Lord God. I pray for encouragement for those who are discouraged. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was the end of today's message. If you want to support our mission of reaching many others through this podcast, help us grow our ministry by visiting ficfreno.com forward slash give. To get the latest updates from our channel, hit the subscribe button. Visit our Facebook page by clicking the link below to let us know how God is moving in your life.